Hi, everyone. I am so excited that you are here listening to this episode of the If Nothing Else podcast. This episode, I am going to share what I feel like the Lord has been teaching me for about the past month. Um, I'm going to share what is on my heart and the call that I feel like the Lord has placed on our generation um, that we need to be walking in, but we can't because we are so distracted. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Um, I really just want to encourage you to sit and really focus on um, what this episode is saying. Just put away all of your distractions um, because I really feel like this episode is going to tug at some of y'all's hearts. Um, and I really, really, I'm praying in um, praying and hoping that the Lord will teach you something um, and just move your heart in the same way that he has been moving my heart. So enjoy. All right, let's get started. So today things are going to be a little bit different. I usually have a topic and an outline and all the verses that I want to touch on um, written down. But Today, when I was planning on what I wanted to talk about, I felt like the Lord was wanting me to share what he has been teaching me um, and what he has been putting on my heart recently. So I have a few notes written down, make sure I don't skip over everything, but it's it's not going to be as organized as normal. So hopefully um, it be good. Um, I kind of want it to more to be like we're sitting down and having coffee and I am just sharing my heart and what I have been learning. So hopefully um, this resonates with you um, and hopefully you will dive deeper into what we talk about um, because I feel like it is a call that the Lord has been putting on a lot of people's hearts recently, um, especially some of my friends. They've also been um, learning this, that he has been walking them through the topic of distractions. So let's get started. I want to talk about how all of this started. Um, it was about a month ago. I bought a book called how to break up with your phone and it is an amazing book. I highly recommend it, especially if you feel like you are on your phone way too much and you cannot figure out how to break that addiction. Um, it is such a good book. The layout is the first like half of the book. It just informs you of how your phone is hurting you. Um, it talks about like your sleep, your attention span, um, everything like that, and just how it is affecting you. And then the last half of the book is a 30-day like, challenge. So every single day, it has something specific for you to do. So like, for example, one of the days is just like reflecting. It's got some, a few questions, figuring out like how much time do you actually spend on your phone? Other days you will download an app that blocks social media. Um, another day is like buying an alarm clock and sleeping with your phone outside of your room. So there's all these little challenges and you just build them up every single day. And you're basically building yourself up to doing a 24 hour fast of your phone. Um, and I remember going into it when I bought the book and realized that that is one of the days I was like, there's no way, like I cannot do that because I have to stay on my phone and make sure I don't miss anything. And like, so I respond to my family or like my boss, like I'm going to miss too much. But as I started going through the book and especially through the 30 day challenge, I could not wait to get to that 24 hour fast. Like 
it couldn't come soon enough. I was so excited for it. Just learning about how detrimental my phone was um, for me and my health. Uh, I was, I just couldn't wait. And it was amazing. I want to explain my experience with the fast because it ties into the distractions that we will talk about um, later in this episode. So I fasted on a Sunday. So I went to church and I remember getting ready for church and feeling like I was missing something or like I forgot something. I remember walking out of the house and like feeling like I was missing an arm or like I was wearing two different shoes, like something so dramatic like that. And it was just because I wasn't on my phone. And the craziest thing was that I had my phone on me for safety reasons. Like it was in my bag, just powered down just in case um, something happened because I was driving by myself. So I wanted to make sure that um, I had it on me for safety reasons, but I wasn't on it. Like it wasn't turned on and I wasn't using it. And just it's crazy that I had it with me, but just because I wasn't on it made me feel like I was missing something huge. It was crazy. And so um, at church, we have a long break, like a long time before that we have to wait. And I remember just sitting there and it was like so crazy because one second I was feeling so anxious. Um, And the next second I felt so restful and just present. And it was like, back and forth constantly. And so I was definitely going through withdrawal and not being on my phone because I've been addicted to it for so many years. Um, And then when I got home after church, I was just reading a book. I had nothing else to do. It's it's my Sabbath. So I was like, might as well read a book. Um, And so I remember like reading and looking at my phone from across the room and just looking at it and thinking, okay, my phone could be blowing up right now. Like I could have so many people texting me, um, something crazy could be happening, but I have no clue. Like I am sitting here reading a book. I felt so incredibly peaceful. Um, I felt so present and like my mind was so clear and I felt so well rested. And so the Lord was just telling me and teaching me how we are meant to live one life. Like one present life. So like what I'm doing right now, I'm talking into a microphone. I'm living one life. But if I had my phone on me right now and I was scrolling through social media as I was talking to the microphone right now, I would have all of these different images in my head and I would be living all of these different lives because let's say I was texting my mom. I'm I'm talking to another person and having a conversation or I jump over and talk to another friend and I'm living a different life talking to another friend. So we are just in like all of these different things are coming into our mind and we're living all of these different lives, especially when we're on social media and we're scrolling through and we see something that makes us happy or the next post makes you really sad, or maybe the next one um, makes you compare yourself to them or the next one makes you angry. And so we're feeling all of these emotions all at once. And we are not meant to do that. Like we were created to be present, to be where we are, to not be on technology that just makes us live all these different lives at once. So no wonder why anxiety is crazy um, throughout our generation and why depression is at an all-time high. Like we have so many different things that we see all at once that we are emotionally drained. And so I was sitting there during that fast feeling so peaceful, so awake, 
and my mind was just so clear and the Lord was just showing me like, this is how it should be. Like you should be present right here, right now. You shouldn't be worried about all of these things that are going on in your phone right now and just being in all these different things on in so many different conversations all at once. And so that day was one of my favorite days ever. Like, don't get me wrong. It was very hard, <laughs> um, especially at the beginning. But by the end of the day, I was hearing the Lord so clearly and I was feeling amazing. I was so present and I was doing all of these things that I've wanted to do, but I haven't had the chance to because I fill my free time on social media. I remember the next day waking up and going to get my phone, but like I did not want to at all. I was like, I'm feeling so well rested, so peaceful. I do not want to grab my phone. Like it was like, I would have been totally fine never having my phone ever again after that. Um, So that's where the distractions come in. The Lord was showing me in that moment that when we have our phone, that is such a huge distraction and it just pulls you away from being present, from sitting with the Lord, from hearing from the Lord. You've got so many notifications coming in and that just like blurs your mind. Like you cannot hear from the Lord when you're constantly on your phone, filling your free time with that, filling your boredom um, by scrolling through social media or anytime that you have a break and you get a notification. It is so distracting. It's also, you can't even like, see what's around you, the world around you, the people that we need to reach. We cannot, we don't see them because every second we are on our phone. We don't even look out into nature and see how beautiful it is and see the Lord in every single thing that he has created. Because when we have free time, we are on our phone. So that's what he was teaching me in that moment was how distracted we are, how distracted our generation is. And on top of that, I want to talk about social media. I know that there are so many other distractions, especially with like media and entertainment, Um, even our friends, um, the gym. There are so many things that seem good, like going to the gym, Um, but so many things that are still so distracting and are pulling us away from the one most important thing. And we'll get into that in a second. But I want to talk about social media because I think that's the biggest distraction that I have seen in our generation that I have struggled with and I still struggle with now and that's social media. So it produces dopamine in us, which is the reward center um, in our brain. And this is the same thing that is released when you're in Vegas on a slot machine. Dopamine is released and that's why it's so addictive because it's that reward center. You're feeling rewarded. And so you get addicted and you want to keep doing it. And it's hard to pull yourself away. And that's the same thing that social media produces, that same dopamine. And if you think about it, it creates these impulsive behaviors. So I know we all struggle with this. I want to give you some scenarios so so that you can really understand what I'm talking about. So the impulsive behaviors, let's say you're on an elevator Um, there's other people in the elevator and it's kind of awkward. Like you don't know these people. So what do you do? You pull out your phone and you respond to text or you, um, scroll through social media. And it's not like your brain is saying, okay, let I'm bored. 
I'm going to pull up my phone and go on social media. You don't even realize it. It's like next thing you know, you're on social media. You didn't even make that decision. It's impulsive. Or maybe before class, you are waiting for class to start. And next thing you know, you're scrolling through social media because you have a little bit of free time and you didn't even make that decision. Like you just got on all by yourself. Um, there are so many different scenarios. Hopefully you're thinking about some of your impulsive um, behaviors. Like for me, if I am bored, I cannot stand being bored. So what I'll do is I'll pull up TikTok and scroll through TikTok or Instagram or Pinterest. And you don't even make that decision because of that dopamine and we've been doing it for so long, it's impulsive. We don't even know that it's happening. It's just a trigger in your mind. Another one is a notification. Maybe you get a notification that someone tagged you in a post. It is so impulsive because you can't not go look at that. Like someone tagged you. Everyone else is going to be seeing that post. So immediately we find ourselves on that post. We've already clicked on the notification and we're looking at the post. Now that's impulsive and that's distracting. That's when we aren't controlling our own decisions and our actions. And one of the fruit of the spirit is self-control. Like we are meant to exhibit and exercise self-control. But with all of these impulsive behaviors, that is not exercising self-control. That is extremely distracting because maybe in the, the moment when everything is still and it's quiet and you have 10 minutes to spare, the Lord wants to spend that with you. Maybe he wants to tell you something or show you something, but instead we're using that on social media because of our impulsive behaviors. Because our mind says when you are bored, you pick up your phone. That's a trigger. Being bored can be a trigger. Or maybe you're out um, going for a walk or you're walking to class and it's a trigger to get on your phone and scroll through social media since you have that free time. But what if the Lord wants to show you something? Maybe he wants to show you something in nature or something in someone that you're going to walk by. But we don't ever see that anymore because we are so distracted by social media. So I want to go over a verse that the Lord has been showing me actually during, I think the week after the fast is when he showed me this. And I remember sitting there and being like, this is exactly what he was teaching me on the day that I fasted my phone. So it's Luke 10 verses 41 through 42. I'm going to be reading the Passion Translation because I just love the way that this one's written, but all of the other translations are so amazing. Um, so look them up, look at the different translations, but the Passion, the Passion Translation reads, the Lord answered her, Martha, my beloved Martha, why are you upset and troubled, pulled away by all these many distractions? Mary has discovered the one thing most important by choosing to sit at my feet. She is undistracted and I won't take this privilege from her. Guys, I love this verse because I feel like it's what the Lord is wanting our generation to be. Because our generation has grown up with technology. Like that's what we know. So a majority of our generation is addicted to it. Like that's what we've grown up with. But I feel like he's calling a generation to be so like enthralled by him. Like that's all that they care about is just sitting at his feet 
that's what he is wanting. And I love this verse because Martha says that Martha is so upset and troubled and pulled away by these many distractions. But on the other hand, Mary has discovered, she has discovered the one thing most important by choosing to sit at my feet. So Mary is, has said no to all of the distractions that are around her. She has said no to everything that could pull her away from her Lord. And she discovered that this is the one most important thing, and that's to sit at Jesus's feet. And Jesus says that she is undistracted, and I won't take this privilege away from her. I don't know about y'all, but I want to be Mary. I want to be Mary that has said no to all of the distractions and she has figured out what is the one most important thing and that is to sit at his feet. That is to sit in his presence. And Jesus says that he will not take that privilege from her. He won't take that privilege from us. So there's this call to discover what is the most important thing and we cannot discover the most important thing when we are distracted and we are pulled away. So I was reading the Crazy Love book by Francis Chan, and there was one thing that he wrote about that totally just like changed my life. It blew my mind. And like I think about it every day since I read that, and that was like two weeks ago. So that's telling you anything. Um, basically, he was talking about how his wife's grandma um, is just on fire for the Lord. And they were at, I think, a play. They were at a theater and it was during intermission and he asks his wife's grandma um, like what she thought about the play and she told him that she really did not want to be here right now and so when he asked her why this is her response she says i just don't know if this is where i want to be when christ returns i'd rather be helping someone or on my knees praying i don't want him to return and find me sitting in a theater y'all that just shook me because think about like sitting, watching a play at a theater. It might not be bad. It might not be sinful. Um, it could be a really good play, but she is still saying that she doesn't want to be caught doing that. She wants to be caught by doing the one most important thing, like what Mary was doing. And that was to sit at his feet and to serve him. So whether we die or Jesus returns, whichever one happens first, I don't know about y'all, but I don't want to be found distracted. I want the very last thing that I do on this earth to be glorifying. I want it to be sitting at his feet or serving someone. I don't want to be caught on social media, scrolling through TikTok or watching a YouTube video or watching TV or a movie. And I know this might seem extreme to some of y'all, but like, I really want you to think about What you're doing right now, if Jesus were to return right now, would you be embarrassed? Would you be proud to say, oh, I was doing this. This is the very last thing that I was doing before Jesus returned. Like, I really want you to think about that. And when you go throughout your day, I want you to think about what you were doing and what you would think of it if that was the very last thing you did. Like, I want Jesus to come back and find me sitting with him, sitting in his presence, sitting at his feet, praying. Like that's what I want Jesus to find me doing. So we cannot be distracted. Now, 
I want to give you some practicals um, before we move on. If you are feeling this tug on your heart that the Lord is crying out to you saying, do not be distracted. This is not the hour to be distracted. And I want to give you some practicals that have changed my life. I'm not perfect. I I failed yesterday. I was on my phone right when I woke up and you'll hear that's one of my practicals that I've written down. So I am not perfect, but these are the things that I have tried and that I have found has radically changed my life. So the first one I mentioned at the beginning is buying that book. That book is amazing. Um, If you have the money, please buy it. It is so good. And I promise it's worth every penny. Like I seriously want to do it like once a month. Like I want to go over and go through that whole book again. It is so good. It is so eye-opening and the 30 days at the end is amazing. I looked forward to seeing what um, I had to read that day and they're short. It's not that big of a deal, but buy that book, go through it, read the beginning and also go through the 30 days. The next practical is set a bedtime and a wake up for your phone. So for me, I started doing this because I would wake up and the first thing I would do is look at my phone and maybe there'd be a text that would like make me nervous about something or maybe I would see an assignment that like freaked me out. And I started realizing that if that was the first thing that I felt during the day, if I felt anxious or nervous or scared, then that was going to set the tone for the rest of my day. So what I started doing is putting my phone across the room or in another room, buying an alarm clock, um, and just waking up to my alarm clock without my phone, getting out of bed, getting ready, and spending time with the Lord before I grabbed my phone. And that set the tone for the rest of the day. I found that I was like thinking about the Lord throughout the day and like wanting to spend more time with Him throughout the day. Um, and just being in control of my phone, knowing I am not looking at my phone when I wake up. And once I get ready and I spend time with the Lord, then I'm giving myself five minutes that I can respond to people. So it's no longer controlling you and, and tr- like being making you um, have all these impulsive behaviors, but it is now a tool and you are setting a time that you will get on it. It's not controlling you anymore. You are controlling it. And at night, I'll put my phone down before I go to bed um, or before I get in the shower. And so I will shower and I will have some time that used to be really boring. So I would have my phone to fill that void. But now I'm able to talk with the Lord and spend that time with him. And then before bed, I'd get to read um, a book that would just deepen my faith. I'm reading his word at night. um, And that has become one of my favorite things to do. Um, Like I seriously will try not to stay out late because I look forward to that time so much. I don't want to be so tired that I can't go read over one page. Like I want to spend that time. Um, So I would recommend setting those boundaries, setting a a bedtime and a wake up time for your phone. Um, Don't let it control you, but instead you control it. You control the time that you're getting on it. It's a tool Um, no longer just an addiction. The next one um, might seem a little extreme, but this has changed my life and that is turning off notifications. 
So I experimented with this for a while, turning off different apps, seeing what it was like. And I came up with like my favorite, um, like how I wanted to keep my notifications on my phone. So like, for example, I turned off social media and I have kept that. Um, I don't get notifications on social media, but instead I will go in and check to make sure I'm not missing a DM or anything on social media. Um, So instead of getting a notification and impulsively clicking it and jumping on and next thing you know, I'm scrolling through social media and said, I get on when I want to get on to make sure that I'm not missing anything. Um, on the other side of things, I did turn off my email notifications for like a day. And I remember I missed so many important emails, um, so many important time like time sensitive emails. So that one's no longer turned off on my phone. Instead, I've just gone through and cleaned up my email by um, unsubscribing from all of the ones that come to my phone that don't matter. So I have minimal emails coming now. So it's not that distracting. Another thing that I'll do is like put my phone on do not disturb um, so that I still have all my notifications in my notification center if I swipe up but it's not distracting me because it's not coming through like when I'm talking to someone or I'm working on homework. Instead, when I'm done with everything that I need to be doing, I will get on and like check it to make sure that there's nothing that I missed. Another one is deleting social media from your phone. I was so hesitant to do this one, but it was amazing because you can still get on social media on a computer or on your phone browser. But the reason why this was recommended in that book is because there are so many addictive, um, like features, I guess you would say within the app on your phone when it comes like notifications. Um, but if you do it on a browser, a lot of those addictive features are not there. And I have found myself really not wanting to get on social media, but I only get on just to check to make sure I don't have any DMs or anything for my business that I am missing. I really only get on to check every once in a while and to post. So that's a good way if you feel like you're addicted to social media is to delete it off your phone and only log into it on your browser. And I promise it will help so much. Um, Okay. And the last practical that I have is to practice being more present. This one has changed my life. I've enjoyed um, my life so much more since I started practicing this. And I want to specifically mention three different times to practice being present. The first one is when you're bored. I used to always, if I was bored, had nothing to do, I would fill that boredom by getting on my phone. And that is so distracting because I can definitely hear the Lord speaking when I don't have anything to be doing, when I'm bored, when I don't have anything that I'm supposed to be doing at the moment. Like I can spend that time with the Lord. Another one is when I'm sad. If there's something that made me anxious or sad, I used to always get on social media so that I can just numb that emotion. But being able to work through it, be able to talk to the Lord about it, let him heal your heart has been amazing. And then the last one is when I'm with friends, um, not being on my, on my phone when I'm with friends. So putting it on, do not disturb if I'm talking to someone. So I'm not distracted by notifications, but you will realize if you do this one, that everyone around you will like, while you're talking to them, they will sit on their phone and scroll through social media or text other people. And it is not a good feeling. It makes you feel like they are not focused on you, that you don't have anything important to say because they are 
choosing to spend their time doing other things um, while you're talking to them. So I would recommend trying that um, just for like a day. And I promise when you see that other people do that to you, it'll make you not want to do that to anyone else because it is not a good feeling. So those are some of my practicals. Um, Buy the book, set a bedtime and a wake-up time, turn off notifications or select notifications or utilize Do Not Disturb, Um, delete social media from your phone, only use it on your browser, and then um, be present when you're bored, when you're sad, when you're with your friends, Um, anything else. Y'all might have specific times that you want to be more present, but those are what really worked for me. Um, So yeah, I hope this is tugging at your heart. I feel like you also, I hope you feel also a call to remain undistracted, um, to put all these things aside that distract you and pull you away from the one most important thing. I want to challenge you to try some of these practicals, see how they work for you. Spend more time sitting at his feet, listening to him, uh, because I promise it will change your life and the quality of your life. I hope y'all enjoyed today's episode. To stay updated, follow at If Nothing Else podcast on Instagram. Feel free to message me through my Instagram if you want to talk or have any prayer requests. Don't forget to spend time in God's presence today, and I am praying for all of you. Bye, guys.